Councillor Edward Crossland. Welcome to NITV Radio. Hi, and thank you for having me. January 26, the day, the way the day is marked in the city of uh, Yara, in a historical context, is one that we're exploring today just because uh, local councils and grassroots organizations have been driving the narrative around uh, January 26 just to mark it in a way that's respectful to First Nations people. Uh, tell us about the role of uh, Indigenous and non-Indigenous grassroots organisations in shaping the narrative uh, around January 26 in uh, the city of Yarra. So Yarra City Council looks to and is guided by the Wadjura um, Cultural Heritage Aboriginal Corporation to form any decisions and stances on topics affecting Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people within our municipality. That really shaped our decision regarding choosing not to hold citizenship ceremonies on January 26. Going back to 2017, uh, the debate was uh, really, really very powerful. Yeah, take us through the situation around uh, January 26 uh, when um, the city of Yara was uh, leading uh, the drive to celebrate uh, January 26 in a more respectful way uh, towards uh, First Nations uh, peoples. Yeah, absolutely. So following the council decision in 2017, with Yarra being the first in Australia, the then federal government rescinded Yarra's ability to conduct citizenship ceremonies. So in 2019, this decision was reinforced by the then federal government by changing the Australian Citizenship Ceremonies Code, forcing councils to hold the ceremonies on January the 26th or be stripped entirely of their right to hold citizenship ceremonies and you know Yarra Council was immensely disappointed by that decision both due to our decision which is made in the interest of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community and the resulting impact on those in our community who are seeking citizenship but you know similarly Darren Darabin another local government were also stripped of their ability to hold citizenship ceremonies given their decision to not hold citizenship ceremonies on January 26 as well. So it has been rectified now. The ability to conduct citizenship ceremonies was returned to Yarra in late 2022, and Yarra conducted its first citizenship ceremony in five years uh, in April 2023, which was really, really exciting that we're you know able to celebrate citizenship ceremonies with our community again, while also being able to respect January 26 as we had always intended. So 2017, the city of Yarra was the first one in Australia to implement progressive policies to change the way January 26 is marked in the city. Then Mm. there was pushback, you said, from the federal government. How did you navigate uh, the situation when there was this pushback from the federal government? Basically, we engaged as much as we possibly could in terms of uh, with federal representatives around, you know, how, (laughs) frankly, it wasn't fair at all and seeking address of this. And uh, I'd have to say that um, Change the Date campaign has really assisted in that with a number of other local government areas across the country similarly choosing not to hold citizenship ceremonies on January 26 as well. So we've now had a point where there's been a change in federal government, they've been more open to engaging with us and other councils on this matter. So I think that's been quite favourable. How is uh, January 26 still marked 
um, in uh, a way that's more respectful to First Nations people in uh, the city of Yara. Since uh, yeah, there's uh, more flexibility. So each year on January 26, Council marks the day with a range of different uh, sensitive and mindful activities and uh, like initiatives. So we will often hold a small culturally sensitive event on January 26 to recognise the loss of culture, language and identity felt by Aboriginal people on that day. We also support the Change the Day campaign to look for a more suitable day for a national celebration. We've had a number of different ways that we've looked to do that in terms of sharing our message and supporting Change the Day and trying to help the public in understanding why we have made these changes. That includes utilising our social media and other communication channels. As part of that, we've had a number of different activities that you know change from year to year, but overall it's around trying to create an understanding of what the impacts are and have a space for reflection. Coming back to our first questions about uh, the involvement of our grassroots Indigenous and non-Indigenous grassroots movements, uh, mm-hmm. of course it's understandable First Nations grassroots movements will be really very proactive and be calling for that. Uh, and council itself is uh, well has to show leadership in the in, um, the way uh, it drives and uh, conducts uh, ceremonies. But the non-indigenous uh, component of your population uh, have they been also calling? Uh, how is their involvement in the way the decision has been made to change the date or to mark the date differently? So we obviously engage very closely with. Uh, uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander organisations and community members, as well as the Wurundjeri Wurrung Cultural Heritage Aboriginal Corporation to inform that decision. But more broadly, we heard from many people in the community of their support to that change and how we're looking for a new approach uh, more broadly moving forward. Some councils hold... Uh Anzac Day style dance ceremonies organised by traditional owners. Is there any similar initiatives on uh, in the city of Yarra, or not yet? Uh, it doesn't it hasn't yet happened in your locality. We I don't believe we've held an event like that to date. Um, it may be something that we do in future, but if there is something like that occurring elsewhere, we would be encouraging people to attend but we're open to the potential for something like that in the future. On January 26, 2024, we're just finalising what we will be doing, but it'll likely be marked with a small culturally appropriate ceremony for our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community. And allies will be encouraged to attend events such as this and at the Share the Spirit Festival or a community march. Any closing thoughts before I let you go? Uh, well, I think it would be good to just talk about some of the different events and initiatives that Yarra has been supportive of and or being party to in terms of how we have looked to support our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities. And some of those things include Smith Street Dreaming, which took place in Atherton Gardens on 15 July uh, 2023, which had a great turnout from community despite <laughs> not ideal weather. And... Smith Street Dreaming occurred after convening with Street uh, Smith Street Dreaming WG, including ACO, 
and community members with support coming from Council's Arts Budget and also Creative Victoria. We've also had projections in Peel Street Park by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander artists commemorating the 50th anniversary of the Victorian Aboriginal Health Service. And we've also had a public art project which was to commemorate Uncle Archie and Auntie Ruby. There's a sculpture that's currently being uh, prepared and that is being guided by the family working group made up of family members of both Uncle Archie and Auntie Ruby. And that is also being designed by architect Jeffa Greenaway, as well as working with artist Darian Pullen. There's a few other things that we've done recently. We've supported an exhibition of photographs by Uncle John Brown of the history of Fitzroy and the Parkies community. We supported the development of the Yalungus app to promote local Aboriginal history through stories and song that accompany a self-guided walking tour around Fitzroy. And we've worked with the community to create the Stolen Generations marker and commemorative garden at Arthur and Gardens Estate. So there's a number of different projects and programs that we've actively looked to uh, undertake and promote to make sure that, that there is a continuous connection to country and understanding of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander connection to Yarra. I think that's really important. Councillor Edward Crossland, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio today. Thank you so much for having me and I hope you have a fantastic day.